You're listening to the Life Center Church Podcast. Praise the Lord. You know, I'm so grateful for the wonderful staff the Lord has provided for this church. How about you? I would encourage you, make sure you let them know that. Not that it's clapped here today, but give them a good word. Give them a pat on the back. Out of boys, out of girls, they're always appreciated. Right? Amen. But they've done a fine job today. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. You know, we can't take it for granted what's happening as, as our, our services go across the world. As a matter of fact, I believe that next week in our baptism, one of the people getting uh, baptized uh, actually has been watching services online uh, before they ever came into this church. And that's how they got saved. Hallelujah. Amen. We'll hear the rest of the story, as Paul Harvey used to say, uh, maybe next week. All right? Open your Bibles to Matthew chapter 7. By the way, uh, we're, we're, I don't know if you're telling people to watch these services, but more people are, 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 are watching our services uh, over this series than have ever watched this online before. I don't know, you talk about hell and people listen, I guess. We're going to start talking about heaven today. Um, but maybe you can say, but pastor, it's not all, I'm not quite heaven yet. No, it's not. But how do you get to heaven from here? Open your Bibles to Matthew chapter 7, picking up at verse 21, and you'll get what I'm saying, I think, when we first, when we start with this. Verse 21 of chapter 7 of Matthew not everyone who calls out to me, Lord, Lord, will enter the kingdom of heaven. Only those who actually do the will of my Father in heaven will enter. On judgment day, many will say to me, Lord, Lord, we prophesied in your name and cast out demons in your name and performed many miracles in your name. But I will reply, I never knew you. Get away from me, you who break God's laws. Father God, I pray in the name of Jesus that you will take charge as you've taken charge from the very onset of our service. Lord, don't stop here. Continue to move. Continue to touch hearts and lives. May we each check our hearts. Lord, because in our hearts we, we hold things that maybe others cannot see. But you see. You see the secret sins. You see the things that we're holding that we have not let you cleanse and deliver us from. So, Spirit, speak to every one of us, I pray, in the name of Jesus. Amen. The Bible has a lot to say about heaven. I love to sing about heaven. How about you? I like to read about heaven. I, I, I like to preach about heaven and the glorious place that the saints of God, that, that's, by the way, the person maybe sitting next to you is a saint. Um, if they put their faith in Jesus Christ, you're a saint. Hallelujah. Right? Right? But we're going to spend all eternity together if we've done a certain thing. We'll talk about that today. But so why do I preach and sing and read about heaven? Philippians 4, 8 says it this way. And now, dear brothers and sisters, one final thing. Fix your thoughts on what is true 
and honorable and right and pure and lovely and admirable. Think about things that are excellent and worthy of praise. I don't know about you, but I can't, uh, God's word tells us to think upon things that are good, and I don't know anything that's any better, any greater, and I, as I said, not correct English for first service, any gooder than heaven. Amen? So when you're down and out, when you're feeling like you don't know what's coming next, start thinking about heaven. Because it's a far greater place than, than you have now and will ever have on this earth. I think about, you know, God's word tells us, think about what is good. But I also think about loved ones that have gone on to their heavenly reward before me. Do you ever do that? Do you ever do that? You know, I have an, on my cell phone, I have an app. Maybe you have the same one. I forget what it's called, so I can't tell you what it is. But if you start the app up, especially at night, and you point it up to the sky, and, and, and it'll tell you the, what constellation is up there, what star is up there. Of course, I have trouble trying to figure out things, even with that app. But, uh, you know, wouldn't it be kind of nice if we had an app that would let us know where, where, our, our, what, uh, where our relatives are that have gone up to heaven? Wouldn't that be nice? I think about my mom's cousin. Uh, he was born. I never met him. He was born to to uh, his parents who were preachers, and he was he was blind and he was uh, had Down syndrome. He it was not very functional, except that every time his father would go into his devotions in the morning, he would go in there with him, and he would hear his daddy sing unto the Lord, pray unto the Lord. Speaking tongues in the Lord. And somehow, some way, in his simple faith, he came to know the Lord too. As a matter of fact, he came to a place where he was even praying in tongues and expressing his love to Jesus Christ. And, and, and as I, my mom's aunt and uncle got older, they couldn't take care of him, so they put him in a, in a, in a home where, where, lo and behold, he was preaching to the other people in the home. They called him the preacher. But here's one thing I know. When I get to heaven, he will no longer have Down syndrome. Hallelujah. He will be whole, praise the Lord. How about those of your friends and family that maybe through diabetes or other, other physical things, they've lost limbs and, and maybe not, are not the same, but they put their trust in Jesus Christ. You know, when you get to heaven, they will be whole. They will be whole. Praise God. I think about those things. I think about uh, people that have gone on before me that have battled cancers or heart attacks and couldn't speak or hear. But when we get to see them again, they will be whole. Praise the Lord. One of the best things we can think about this place called heaven where our loved ones and our friends are waiting for us to, to arrive is this glorious place where our loved ones will be whole. Praise his name. Through the years, heaven's, heaven has captured our hearts, hasn't it? And our minds. Heaven has inspired poets to write poetry about heaven. Uh, heaven has inspired songwriters to write songs about heaven. Uh, many Christian hymns have been written about heaven, right? That beautiful place. Many preachers have preached great sermons about heaven. Not saying that this one will be great, but maybe it will be on the list. I don't know. 
<laughs> we Christians talk about heaven, right? No people on earth have more to look forward to than we Christians. Think about that for a moment. We have more to look forward to as believers in Christ Jesus than anybody else on the face of the planet. Hallelujah. Life is good down here, right? And sometimes we don't want to leave it. We think that way, and we fight hard to stay here. But if we have just one peak, one glimpse of that glorious place called heaven, we say, Lord, take me now. I want to go with you. We would be begging the Lord to let us in and let, 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 let me go to heaven. Because one day we're going to go to a city, a city without a cemetery. Think about it. No one's going to die there. They're going to live forever. One day we'll be in a city without tears because nobody's going to be heartache, have heartache or, or weary and cry anymore. Hallelujah. We'll, we'll be in a city without darkness. Without darkness, because the Lamb is the light of the universe. Hallelujah. We'll live in a city without a sun or a moon, because Christ's light will be, his shine will be unveiled, and all his glory will be on display. Hallelujah. It'll be a city without temptation. Without temptation, for nothing that defies him shall enter heaven. There'll be a city that will be free from sin, free from pollution, free from, from any evil thing you could think of. Think about this. It'll be a city without any doctors. And even if they were doctors that are there, they'll have nothing to doctor. Right? No prescriptions to write, no surgeries to do. They might as well take up another profession in heaven, Right? All that study for nothing. <laughs> There'll be no crooked politicians. Hallelujah. Because King Jesus, the righteous one, will judge heaven. Amen. In this city, there will be citizens. All the citizens will be called saints. Hallelujah. Are you ready for that place? Heaven is a wonderful place. A glorious place. No people on the earth have as much to look forward to as we who put our trust in Jesus Christ. Can you say amen to that? Amen. So why do we come to this place with my first point, this startling statement in the first part of verse 21? Not everyone who calls out to me, Lord, Lord, will enter the kingdom of heaven. Did you catch that? Not everyone who calls me Lord, Lord, will enter the kingdom of heaven. We all enjoy talking about it, singing about it. But one of the songs uh, that we, we sing and we, we've sung over the years, I don't know, maybe maybe we'll sing it sometime. We've been bringing a lot of old ones here, Brother Michael. Uh, when we all get to heaven, right? There's one problem. All of us won't be going to heaven. See, it should better be said when some of us get to heaven. Because the Bible doesn't teach that all who claim to love him really are his. 
as much as we talk and sing about this glorious place called heaven, everyone is not going to go there when they die. Often we hear about famous people, people who've had a lot, and, 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 and they've lived for decades in sin and, and debauchery, and it, but as soon as they die, everybody puts them in heaven. You go to that funeral. I've conducted funerals of people, and I, I know, know their life. I know what they've done, and I have to get there, and the only thing I do is preach Jesus, but I can't put them in heaven, though everybody in the audience is putting them in heaven. Word of God makes it very clear that not everyone is going to heaven when they die. I hate to say this, but there may be even somebody in this church right now or listening to me online that's not going to make it to heaven. There's a story that's told one day that God was looking down. Looking down on earth and he saw the evil that was in abundance on this planet. And, and so he sent down an angel to check it out. He called one of his angels and sent them down to check things out. And, 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 and as he, when the angel finally came back, the angel gave this report, Yes, God, it's bad. 95% are misbehaving. 5% are not. Well, the Lord, not quite sure of that report, said, I'll send down the second angel. So he sent down the second angel to check things out. And when the angel came back, the angels reported, Well, Lord, I'm, I'm sorry to say this, but... but they're misbehaving, and 95% are misbehaving, and 5% are not. God was not pleased. So he decided to send an email to the 5%. Tell them to keep on doing good. Keep, keep it up. You're doing good. Keep doing the good work. Do you know what the email said? Oh, you didn't get one? tells us in these verses of scripture, everyone is not going to heaven. The sinners can talk and sing like everyone is going to get there. I've seen it, I've heard it, I've done it. But the Lord Jesus made the startling statement that not everyone is going to go there. A CNN poll, and some of you don't watch it, but I would encourage you, you got to hear both sides. To be balanced. You can, anyway, they had a poll and said that people believe that when they die they're going to heaven. And 81% said, Yes, I, I believe I'm going to heaven. 81%. If you ask the people where you work, where you go to school, and, and all the, 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 most of them will say, Yeah, I believe when I die I'm going to go to heaven. But God's word does not say that. Look at, in this chapter, a few verses before this, verse 13. You can enter God's kingdom only through the narrow gate. The highway to hell is broad and its gate is wide for the many who choose that way. But the gateway to life is very narrow and the road is difficult and only a few, few ever find it. It's narrow. Everyone is not going to go to spend eternity in heaven. The Word of God says that the gateway of life is narrow, and it's a difficult road, and only a few will ever get there. Only a few. 
God's word clearly teaches that more will be going to hell than will be going to heaven. As sad as that may be, but that's what he says. You might be sitting next to someone who may not get there. That's a sad reality. You might be married to someone who may not get there. You may have a best friend that will not get there. You may have grandparents that will not get there. You may have siblings that are not going to get there. You may have a, a child that will not get there. According to the God's word, there will be some, whether here or somewhere else, that think they're going, but they're, they're not going. The Lord makes it very clear in this startling statement. Everyone is not going to go to heaven, even those who think they are going. Did you know that some religious groups believe that they're the only ones that are going to go to heaven? You know that? If you want to go to heaven, you have to join one of these abominable cults or denominations. There's going to be some surprises in, in, in heaven. Number one, you know what that first surprise is? There will be people that, that, that we did not think would be there. You made it. <laughs> you know? A man arrived in heaven, and St. Peter met him at the gate and asked him, what church was he affiliated with? The man said, Methodist. So Peter, Peter looked Looked down the list and said, oh, you go to room 24. But as you go by past room 8, he made it very quiet. Another man arrived at heaven's gates, and Peter greeted him again, and he said, what, what denomination were you affiliated with? And he said, Baptist. Oh, oh, my friend, let's look at the list. Okay, you go to room 18, but quiet as you go by in room 8. Another man came to the gate, and, and, and St. Peter greeted him again, and he said, and St. Peter asked the same question, what affiliation are you? What, what denomination are you? Well, I was Episcopalian. And, and, and St. Peter said, well, you go to room 11, but quiet as you go by room 8. And the third man said, but why? I, I don't understand. I mean, I understand there's different denominations and, and, and all that, but... Why must we be quiet when we pass room eight? St. Peter said, well, that's the room the Pentecostals are in. And they think they're the only ones that made it to heaven. I got a surprise for you. There are going to be people outside of the Pentecostal persuasion that are going to make it to heaven. Amen? Amen. I can assure you that there will be other people that we thought would never make it, and they're there. It, it just boggles my mind. Uh, you know, I went to a Christian high school uh, growing up, and, and there were young people in my high school. Uh, you went to a Christian high school, didn't you? Yeah. And you went to Christian high school, right? Over here on this side. And, 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 and don't you know there was kids in your class, just like in my class, that you think, mm, they're not even living close to Jesus right now? They're, they're far away. They're, they're going to chapel services. They're in Bible classes. They're doing all this stuff. And I know they're not living for Jesus. But then you get a Facebook some 40 years later, and they're praising Jesus and living for Jesus. And had I died and saw them up there, I would say, didn't know you'd make it. <laughs> so there will be those people. But here's another second point, too. There will be people we thought would be there that would not be. 
fact is we don't know who will be in heaven and who will not be in heaven because it says here, not everyone who calls out to me, Lord, Lord, will enter the kingdom of heaven. Note this, heaven was made for everyone. 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 But everyone is not going to go there. Because many are trusting in the wrong things to save them. Today, they, there are many who are trusting in baptism for salvation. There are some who literally say, you're not saved until you go into the waters of baptism. And we proudly and boldly teach what the Bible teaches. You're saved by grace. You're saved by trusting in the Lord Jesus Christ. Period. Baptism is testimony to what the Lord has already done. That's the scripture teaches. There are some that trust in good deeds, and that's how they make it to heaven. There's a lot of people, uh, and, and I've done so many more funerals than I've ever done weddings. It's just uh, that's the way things. More people die than get married, you know. And and and, and it, 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 it doesn't fail. These these are the words. They were a good person. They did good things. And you know it. You've heard them say that too. I've lived a good life. I give to the charities. I do all these things. I even, some of you even go build houses, you know, like for Habitat for Humanity. And even some have even gone on, on missions trips because it makes them feel good. But there's something missing. There's some that even believe if my name is on the church membership roster, then I'm going to go to heaven. Particularly in, in, in this Bible Belt, there's churches with hundreds of thousands of people on their membership roster, and the church isn't nearly that size. But people literally believe, if I put my name, got my name on the membership roster, I'm going to make it to heaven. And they live for themselves outside of the church all, all their days. What, can you imagine? Can you imagine they get to heaven's gate, and how, why should I let you into my heaven? And they tell the Lord... My name was on the roster membership, roster of First Assembly of God, wherever. And what's he going to say? Depart from me, I never knew you. The Lord made a startling statement that not everyone is going to go to heaven. That's his claim. Look, at, look again at verse 21, part A. Not everyone who claims out, calls out to me, Lord, Lord, will enter the kingdom of heaven. So that's a startling statement, but here's the stipulation, verse 21, the rest of it. Only those who actually do the will of my Father in heaven will enter. In John's Gospel, in the chapter before, chapter 6, verse 40, it says this, For it is my Father's will that all who see his Son and believe in him should have eternal life. I will raise them up at the last day. Hallelujah. So how do you get to heaven? You put your faith in the Lord Jesus Christ. Period. Period. The, Michael, the Bible makes it clear that it is the will of the Father that salvation comes to those who put their faith and trust in Him. Not in baptism, not in church membership, not in this or that, but in Jesus Christ alone. Amen. Maybe you know someone like this pastor that, that had a father was convinced that he didn't know the Lord. 
This pastor's father, not my father, my father didn't know the Lord at all, so it's not, I'm not talking about me, it's another pastor. This pastor's father had been a womanizer, had been a drunkard, had deserted the family uh, for many years. Now he'd gotten older and things had settled down in his life and he was a little concerned about his dad, so he would visit his dad and, uh, as, he, as he came to a different time in his life and his dad would say he was a Christian. But when the pastor would ask him, well, how do you know you're going to get to heaven? And, and he would say, he was, how do you know you're saved? And this is what he would say, I, I'm trying to live right. I'm reading my Bible. I hope I'm saved. Well, no one knows for sure if they're saved until they stand before him on that day of judgment. You get answers like that. It wouldn't satisfy the pastor. So one day, the dad was 92 years of age, and the pastor went by one night to ask his, his dad one more time, because he's worried about his dad, you know. And he asked him, what makes you think you're saved? And he said, I'm, I'm trusting in the Lord as my Savior. The pastor said, bingo. That's it, Dad. I know you're saved. To do the will of the Father in order to go to heaven, we have to come to the place where we confess we are sinners and we need a Savior. That's it. I'm a sinner. I need you, Jesus, to save me. We, we, we totally put our lives in his hands and trust him with our lives with our outcome, with our eternity, as, as well as our, our, our tomorrows. We have a relationship with him. That is biblical salvation. It's not that I can call out every, every verse about salvation, but that I know him. And he knows me. To make it simple, you need to stop and quit trying to save yourself with your good works and put your trust in Jesus for your salvation. So there was a startling statement here. here here's a simple stipulation, but here's the third point. A shocking surprise. Verse 22. On judgment day, many will say to me, Lord, Lord, we prophesied in your name, cast out demons in your name, and performed many miracles in your name. It is absolutely amazing what people think they must do to be saved. We all know that you can't bad things and expect to go to heaven. But there's a lot of people that don't realize that you can do a lot of good things and still not make it to heaven. Good deeds have never saved anybody. Our good works might earn rewards, might put an extra uh, uh, jewel in our crown, but, 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 but it's not salvation. If you ask some people what, what are some of the good things they have done, it, it's really impressive for them, for them, for you to hear what they've done. Oh, we we've got we've got big theaters in L.A. that are named after so and so because they love the art. So I'm going to give millions of dollars to build this big building or or or, 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 or all these all this money to put a wing on a hospital or or, or a cancer award or or you know people giving millions. Because they've been good-hearted. 
kinds of Notice what the Bible says here about some of the good things people have done. Based on these good things, they, they feel that they should get to heaven. What are they? They preach the word of God. You know, over the years, over the decades, there have been preachers that got up and they didn't know Jesus, but they preached his word and people actually got saved. They didn't know the Lord, but people got saved because they preached the word. Why? Because the power wasn't in the preacher, the power was in the word. They cast out devils. They cast out devils. Why? Because they did that the right formula. I cast you out in the name of Jesus. His name cast out the devils. They didn't. His name did. Right? They did mighty miracles, mighty works. Uh, they did wonderful works, and they did it all in the name of Jesus. And here's what I got to tell you. They were so busy working for the Lord that they never took time to know the Lord. It's another sermon altogether, but you remember Mary and Martha, right? Martha was so busy in the kitchen, she forgot to, to entertain the presence of the Lord in her home. We can get so busy doing that we forget about the relationship. Oh, it's, it's good to be in the kitchen. It's good to prepare meals. It's good to do all that. Jesus sitting right there in their living room. And Mary was right there at his feet, getting to know him more. And Martha got scolded, right? And you say, well, we're proud to be Martha's. Uh, but sometimes when we're too, many, too much Martha, we miss the relationship. We're doing so much good things. Forget about the relationship. And all that's good. But what about the heart to heart? What about the relationship with the Lord? These people appealed to their good works as their, for their salvation. And if this verse teaches us anything, it teaches us that salvation cannot produce, it cannot be produced by good works. These were good things, right? These are good things. People were doing good things. But they're not going to be saved. The focus is on them. Notice, notice that. We, prof we prophesied in your name. We cast out demons in your name and performed many miracles. We, the, pro the focus is on them, not him. Not the Lord. May I just remind you that sinners, that we are sinners, and He is the Savior. Amen? There's nothing we can do to earn salvation. Everything that has to be done has been done for our salvation, and you have nothing to do with it. We just have to receive it. That's a hard thing for a lot of people in our Western culture to understand because they want to do something. They want to act it out. They want to, they want to earn enough brownie points to get it, to earn it somehow. And Jesus said, just come to me. Just receive me. Just open your heart and let me come in. Just come on in. May I just remind you that we're sinners and we need a savior. The people in our text have done truly impressive things. Truly impressive. But the Lord says, I never knew you. 
get away from me. As those people stood before the Lord, truly they were shocked when they heard that. Don't you think they were shocked? We did all these things for you, God. Depart from me, I don't know you. They heard something they thought that would never seal their destiny, but it did. I never knew you. Notice he, he's not talking people about people that determined to live this life outside of the salvation. These were people that were probably in church doing the things they thought were supposed to be done. They, but the, there, there was a switch in their ad, attitude and their, their way of doing things. Here, here's, here's where you get an understanding of where they're at. Because sometimes, even in church today, we get a little miffed, we get a little bit out of sorts because things didn't go our way in the ministry. start feeling that too much, I can guarantee you something's wrong with the relationship with him. Because it has become more about you and what affects you and the performance of you than about him. That's why he says only some are going to make it. Because you can get lost in your doing good and you forget about your relationship. These were people, spoken harsh to, but they had preached his word. They had taught God's word. Yes, God demons did wonderful things, and yet, get away from me. You who break God's laws. Why would he, why would he say such things to these people? He said this to them because they had committed the worst of sins possible by mankind. What, what, what was that? The, the sin that they committed was absolutely unforgivable. What is that sin? Refusing to let the Lord Jesus come into their heart and forgive them of their sins. God cannot forgive that. I'm a good person. I do good things. I don't need anything else. Continue down that road, and you'll have no room to invite him in. In heaven, you know what? There's going to be Christians that were once rapists. There's going to be saints in heaven who were once murderers. There's going to be people in heaven that were once liars. There's going to be people in heaven that were once thieves or, or child molesters. There were, there were going to be there's going to be people in heaven that were once homosexuals, drunkards, drug addicts. There will be people that were once that. But did the simple, honest sinner, Lord? But it's hard, I know, because sometimes, sometimes when, when there's a salvation message put out, and this could be a salvation salvation message, and, and that may be not even 35 feet to the furthest point that you have to come down to an altar like this, and some of you fight tooth and nail not to go there. Because it's so hard. And those who have, of us who have made that trek down this, to an altar like this realize and say this, They knew all the catchwords. By the way, some of the cults now know what 
our catchwords, our catchphrases. They'll come knocking on your door and talk about salvation. They'll talk about grace. They'll talk about the Trinity. They'll talk about all those things. And yet they don't know Him. But they know what will get our attention and confuse us. And the Lord will say to them, get away from me. So as I conclude, let's continue to sing the song until we all get to heaven. But let us remember and never forget that all who sing that song may not be there. Let me close with this. One day a king died. His servants spread the word, unbelievable news. The king has died all over the palace. He has died in his bed of natural causes. And, and oh, the question was, rose up, well, where has he gone? Asked one of his wisest counselors. Why, uh, to heaven, of course, said another. No, no, said the other gravely. I, I served this king for many years and traveled with him to many places. He loved to travel and would go over the details uh, of every journey. Every element was planned and anticipated. But I never heard him speak about or plan for heaven. It is a journey to which I saw him make no preparation. I'm quite sure he did not go to heaven. Here's my question. What about you? person cannot save yourself, you need to come to Jesus Christ for salvation. In John 6.37, the last part of that verse says this, those the Father has given me will come to me, and I will never reject them. Hallelujah. I will never reject still have tears today because I don't want any of you to go to hell. Neither did Jesus. He died so that all who believe in him might not perish. Sometimes in the midst of our doing good, we forget about the relationship. And so this call is not just for those who have never made a commitment to the Lord. It's for us. Situation, a circumstance, a, a, a liking or a dislike to get in the way of the relationship that the Lord wants to have with you? If you're not hearing His voice on a daily basis, then, then something's breaking that, blocking that, that communication. I don't want you to miss heaven, friend. As the musicians begin to play, Pastor Michael begins to share. If you know that which only the Lord and you know, that you need to make some changes, you need to let it go, drop the facade, 
situations come up. I know attitudes rise up. I know God that, that there are times we've turned our backs on you. We can go through all the motions and we're in jeopardy of losing our salvation. We can say all the right things, do all the right things, and have nothing when it comes to relationships. Speak to hearts this morning, Lord. Have us respond to you. I pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Would you stand with me? And if the Lord is speaking to you, don't delay. Don't wait for somebody else. You come as the musicians play. Come. Come. Fully surrendered.
Thanks for joining us. For more information on Life Center Church and our ministries, visit lifecenterchurch.com.